Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Also, follow us everywhere on social at DIY Money Podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to check out the video on YouTube. We've got some awesome bonus content there. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. What's going on, Daniel? I was hoping for a second one. Yeah, I just didn't didn't have it in me today. Didn't have it in me. It's all right. Is it because of gas prices? Gosh, wowzer. You know, when we were talking about the importance of paying off debt despite low interest rates so that you could reduce fixed payments and handle increasing variable payments, I had no idea it would be this crazy. Really? I spent. I bought a pound of sausage the other day. We made we make this amazing chickpea pasta dish. Mm-hmm. Took it to a swim meet. It was really good. Mm, just as flavorsome as can be. But the one pound of sausage was six ninety nine. Going to start putting three quarters pound in there, aren't you? Uh, yeah. Some Half filler, pound. some extra chickpeas. Well, and usually we we look for. You know, manager special. We kind of we, we kind of eye that stuff. We don't get it when we need it. We we kind of buy it ahead of time and then mm-hmm. put it in the freezer. Yeah, we just weren't prepared this time. Is the manager feeling less special lately? For sure. Are you familiar with Matt's Warehouse? Matt. Matt'sWarehouse dot com. You need to check it out. I've Not been ordering. A, a... I've been now ordering uh, everything from deodorant to shampoo to it's just like a. Common goods house, or like yeah, a, they, it's like a wholesaler, so, or uh, what do you want to call it? Like they they buy or they get excess inventory. Or, uh, oh yeah, like I bought, Marshalls for home yeah, goods. pretty much. I bought uh, twelve Starbucks, um, you know, like you'd buy in the store. Yeah, it averaged like three forty nine a pound for Starbucks. Which nice. I, yeah, so now I'm. I mean, I am on the hunt for good prices. Hmm. Serious deals. I need deals in my life. Deals. Anyways. So, yeah, I didn't feel like giving you a second DIY money. What are you going to... What else? What else? What else? What up? What up? That's all good, right? We're good? We're good. What else is going on in your life? Not much. That's it. I'm just living the dream. <laughs> are you starting to see home prices come in? No. Start, no. Uh, well, I'll say that people are lowering them now, which you didn't see six months ago or so. Uh, so I don't know if that's because of the uptick in interest rates. Um, there's a lot of mixed uh, messages. Uh, sort of, if you listen to the news, uh, there's no lack of demand in home buying still, but uh, there are some reports that traffic has slowed down. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the real estate uh, organizations that puts out a report of you know home buying traffic or whatever is quoted in the Wall Street Journal a couple weeks ago or last week, so that there's you know less traffic going in and looking at houses. I think people are getting uh, discouraged. Maybe with the higher interest rates and the bidding wars that were going on and so forth. Uh, plus, people are going back to work. And uh, so I think it's the uh, looking for house houses is settling down somewhat. But we are seeing, it seems, this is anecdotally, this is me looking at one market here in Lexington. Uh, but it does seem that we are seeing more price decreases than we did, mm. uh, you know, just in recent months. I think some of that is people started to get really aggressive with pricing and go, well, 
you know, people are bidding 50,000 over asking and stuff like that, or, you know, 10, 15% over asking, why not just put a ridiculous price on this, see what happens. And, uh, we can always come down from there. So, so it's hard to say what the, what the mix is. I was, I would say the price per square foot seems like it's still lofty mm-hmm. compared to two years ago. So, um, I don't know. There seems to be a lot of people waiting for prices to come down. But for prices to come down well, we're 20, s- 25% would be like we're in a recession. Yeah, for which sure. means the people who are waiting for that to happen might have second thoughts about buying at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're absolutely right. It's the similar with the stock market. The stock market had been uh, – S&P at one point was down 20%. Since rebounded, I think we're only down about 12 now for the year. Uh, but when it was down 20 you, you couldn't find anybody who was interested in being a buyer. Everybody wants to buy at lower prices, but when it happens, nobody wants to do it. It's true with everything. I mean, literally. Except Starbucks coffee. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. When you find that, you buy it. That, yeah, for sure. Or meat that's on sale. <laughs> for sure. If you, could, if you could think of your purchases the same way, like big purchases, houses or cars or you know, investments in the market the same way you think about your Starbucks coffee, you'd be all right. You'd be good. Anyways, um, we got. I, I'm gonna. My observation right now from the messages and the and what I'm hearing from folks, I think we are pretty darn close to a, an inflationary peak, if you will. Uh, if if nothing else, because of the murmur of people talking about it and being concerned about it, it seems as if. My always my observation when I hear people or see people moving to one side or one opinion, I should say, um, in such great amount uh, or such great mass, it's usually time to start thinking or looking the other way. And right now, I, I feel like my observation is everyone is on the, oh, my, you know, prices are going up forever. This is going to be terrible. Uh, and that's not the case. That just won't be the case. So I'm looking. I think that we're pretty darn close to a situation where we see prices come down considerably. Um, and when they do, from an economic standpoint, uh, I think we're going to see them keep coming down considerably because inventories, I think, are going to go up considerably. So if you've been waiting to be a buyer of something, I, I think you're you're getting a lot closer than you were, for sure. And, and this isn't – I mean, I'm not just you know talking my book. I, I really do believe that. Um, so, but again, when it happens and prices come down, uh, we all have been wanting to see that it might not be a good thing from a from a feeling perspective, from an economic sure. perspective. The joke I've been making about the current Fed and the administration is, you know, yeah, you, you're you might lose your job as they push us into a recession, but your groceries will be cheaper. So there you go. It's kind of how the economy works. I mean, when everybody's loaded with money, things... Things go up in price. Go up in That's price. Right, exactly, so. exactly right. All right. We got to get to a question. Uh, the first one's interesting because, again, uh, something that we've talked about on this show for a very long time. You've written about it extensively, I-bonds. Um, I, th- I think I have three questions in the queue about I-bonds. This was the most interesting. Yeah. I think we can kill uh, two birds with one stone, and we can talk a little bit about I-bonds uh, through this question. So just so you know, a couple of questions I didn't use were people asking, again, just generally about I-bonds. So okay. uh, let's hit this question, and then I'll probably just let you run with it because I'm in I-bonds myself. I get annoyed with them. Like The website is terrible. I want to write the government and be the like, goal is Seriously. to not be able to access it. It's, uh, I mean, what is that? They're working on an update. 
had they known inflation was coming and they were going to get massive demand, maybe they would have updated it I'd sooner. be curious on how, I, how many I-bonds have been sold and therefore how much interest is going to have to be paid by our government to those I-bonds. 9% say, uh, is not cheap. In the last six months, it's, it's gone on its hair. I mean, that, that alone... They the- took the effort to put uh, on their website that their uh, customer centers are experiencing very high volume. So I would imagine so. If they took the effort, to, if the Treasury took the effort to put that on their website, I would say they're getting Ooh. loads of interest. All right, let's hit this question. Then, If you're in the dark with what we're talking about, which surely you're not by now, uh, and if this was a stock, I'd be like, do not be a buyer, because I don't think, I think everybody's running into this, and it's, and it's going to reverse. But again, it kind of goes with my thought of, they better get inflation under control, or sure. or we're going to go broke in our country. It would just be from I-bond interest that we have to pay people. Anyways, let's hit the question. What do you got? D-I-Y! Hey, DIY Money. This is Danielle from Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, I have a question about I-bonds. So I was just made aware that uh, you can deduct your interest if you withdraw it if you pay a tuition for your dependents in the same calendar year. So I'm wondering if I don't have enough invested or saved up for tuition costs, if my I-bond would be a good idea to withdraw so that I can reap some tax benefits or if there's something else to be aware of in that. Thank you so much. So this is interesting. I was not aware of this at all, period. Um, but this this was brought to my attention by this by this question right here. So uh, that then... You know, it it begs the question, what else? What other things am I missing in the I-bond world? Well, I'll ask you to give a little background on the I-bond itself, why it, it's such a hot topic right now, and then specifically regarding the deduction, if you will, on the interest for qualified expenses. So uh, I-bonds are a type of savings bond. Uh, through the Treasury, you can buy Series EE savings bonds or I-bonds. Uh, you're limited to $10,000 per taxpayer per year. The allure of I-bonds is they have two components to their interest rate. One is a fixed interest rate, which is currently zero. Uh, so that's not all that great. But the other uh, component of that interest rate fluctuates every six months with inflation, the prevailing uh, previous six-month inflation rate. And so the uh, government's going to look back uh, over the last six months they're going to see what that inflation was, and they're going to give you that rate going forward for the next six months. The benefit of that in a very high interest rate environment is you effectively have a, uh, a savings with zero risk, but it is effectively guaranteed to keep up with inflation. Uh, in fact, uh, one of the extra benefits of I-bonds is that the interest rate cannot go below zero. So you, cannot, uh, you won't have deflation like you could in, say, a TIPS bond. Uh, tips are uh, treasury inflation protected securities. You can buy them in the open market. They're bonds that the principal amount adjusts with inflation. Not those are not savings bonds. They're they're completely different. However, deflation can affect those type of bonds. These savings bonds cannot go below a zero percent interest rate. So, actually, mathematically, in the long run, they should actually outpace inflation uh, because. Your floor is zero. You will always get inflation. You will never get deflation on them. So if you were to hold them in an account for 5, 10, 15 years, you should outpace slightly inflation. Uh, Plus, in the future, hopefully, uh, the Treasury will actually give an interest rate in addition to the inflation rate. However, once you purchase it, you are locked into the interest rate 
though your inflation rate will adjust every six months. So if they do change the interest rate in the future, you would, you'd have to buy new bonds to get that interest rate. What is the EE in Series EE stand for? Ooh, ah, that's a good trivia question. My wife. There was on, a Series E, and then they updated them to like on EE. my desk at home. Mm-hmm. My wife has a Series EE fifty dollar bond or something like that, and it's one of those tasks on my to do list to take it to the bank, cash it, cash it. <laughs> How long have you had it? A long time. Okay, like twenty years or more. Oh, so it's probably. Fully matured now. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's just sitting on my desk. She got it for her birthday, you know, 30, maybe even, I don't even know, long time ago. Okay. So anyways, it's just sitting there and just I need to take bring it, it to the bank. bank. That's yeah. what they do. Unlike the I-bonds, which Unlike you cannot get through the bank, they you have to, or a broker. I've had a lot of clients who reached out to us. Hey, what, you know, we hear about this I-bond. Can we pick some of those up? And I go, yes, you can pick some of those up. Just mosey right on over to treasurydirect.gov. Spend, uh, you know, two days of your life setting up an account, uh, create a password that you can only type in through a keyboard that populates on the screen itself, and you have to physically type in the numbers. Mm -hmm. So a password memory kind of thing doesn't work, which is awful because it creates a 32-character password or whatever. You probably found a workaround for this, haven't you? The only one workaround I found... Are you waving me? What are you doing over there? Oh, I thought Logan was telling me we were already done. Uh, The only other workaround that I found is the ability to buy for my spouse in in the same account as mine as a gift. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was helpful. She'll need an account at some point, though. Why? Well, to have them, to redeem them, so forth. Like, you can't redeem them in your account. Oh, so so I have she to... will have to have an account. Oh. Nice try. So, oh, that stinks. Anyways, okay. So I'll have to set up an account for it to redeem. So that actually begs the question, what happens when they're done? Do they roll over? Do they just mature and become cash? And you have to Yeah, it would again? go into your zero interest. Uh, it's like a cash holding at the, the treasury. So if I don't set up an account for her, what, do they, what happens? <laughs> I don't know. You got a couple decades to wait and figure that out. Why? Decades? I've only bought it for a year. Uh, well, if you wanted to sell it, redeem it. So it keeps rolling over. It keep, well, they don't roll over. They're, uh, was it a 20 year term on I bonds? Ah. So if you purchase it, it's just going to keep accruing interest for that entire term. You have to sell it if, uh, you have to sell it at some point. And do you sell it on the day or does it sell, do you sell it at the end of a year? Uh, you can sell it anytime, but you if you it sell anytime. it within the first five years, you'll pay the last three months interest in a penalty. So it's like a, uh, CD in that you can you can get out of a CD, but you just don't get the interest until the last whatever. Yeah, well, it's accruing interest. So if I you log in, you'll five see years to not pay an interest penalty. Yeah, I thought it was a one year holding period. You, you cannot sell it within one year. If you sell it in the first five years, you pay uh, the last three months interest. You pay the last three as a penalty, just like a CD. If you redeem so a CD you don't early, get out. Okay, but mm-hmm. you still get interest. You just don't get the last three months. Correct. Got so it. So if inflation were to go to zero, or we were being you deflation, would you would lose uh, the last three months of zero, which yeah. would be nothing. Zero. So it's fine. Got it. Interesting. You need to update your article about some of these nuances. Yeah. We, we need a new article. The article was back when they were paying about 4%, and now they're at 9%. And so. we had a DIY Money website. Yeah. so we yeah. don't have anymore. Yeah. I think it's probably on the Jewel website, our we main need, website. We need, we need to update that. Great Anyhow, question, though. <laughs> uh, but you actually had the question about the deductibility. Oh, we're not even there yet. <laughs> Holy cow. So, yes, you can utilize I-bonds. You can cash in your I-bonds uh, for qualified higher education expenses as defined by the IRS. 
Uh, there are income limitations on that, though. So there's a phase out that begins at 83000 for um, single taxpayers and about 124000 I believe, for a joint uh, tax returns. So just keep that in mind, because uh, if you're a high-income earner going, oh, hey, this is going to save me a great deal on taxes, um, it won't because you're a high-income earner. You'll be phased out of that. Uh, so for lower income, it you'd have to be it. It'd have to be in the name of the parents. So you couldn't have bought it to gift it. You know, grandma couldn't have bought it to gift it. Um, so just a few of those things to keep in mind. But yes, in theory, you can do that. I wouldn't do it right now at a nine percent uh, interest rate because your tax deduction on the interest, from a mathematical standpoint, would probably be less valuable than the nine percent return you're getting on the actual bond. So I'd wait till interest rates go down, which could be a long time. Uh, Inflation rates. Yeah, I mean... I mean, could go down... What would they have to go down for the deductibility to make sense? Immediately? Uh, That's a good question. I don't have my calculator in front of me. Oh, my gosh. We need an update on the article. All of this. You've got the entire interest that you've had. It depends on how long you owned it. Why? Because you've accrued interest over all that time. So when you sell it, most people will accrue the interest and pay tax when when it matures. Mm. They're not paying tax every year. So you have a lot of accrued interest in that if you've held it for a significant time. Wait, so you don't pay tax every year? No. I didn't know that either. Yeah, savings bonds, you can pay tax when they mature. Really? Mm -hmm. So I could hold it for as many years until my income goes down and then... And then basically sell it yep. and only pay the tax on. And is it an interest, like an income? Yeah, it's normal interest income. So it's accrued income over all that, all those years. Mm-hmm. Learning something new. Every yeah, day. but it's not like mark to market every year where you're paying. Like right. a, if you bought a treasury bond or T bill and you're getting interest on that into your account. But that's not the way it works. No. Does it show it in the account? Yes, if you log in, the first screen you see will see you'll see uh, your nominal principal value that you bought in bonds. Mm-hmm. But if you click on that, the next screen you see you'll see the the effectively your the cost basis and your current uh, as of the last month and the the current value with the accrued interest. I tell you, what's happening in this world right now is everyone's becoming educated about I bonds, something that no one cared about years ago. Well, historically, they've, they've actually offered a pretty good rate. Uh, typically better than savings accounts. So I think it's just making people aware of... I mean, they haven't been around that long, a couple decades. But as you go forward, I mean, having emergency fund savings in an account that's going to keep up with inflation and is hard to get to yeah. is really actually good for most people. So yeah. you set it, forget it. You you know try to get your six-month living expenses or whatever in there, and then you'll just kind of forget it's there. And then if an emergency happens, you, got you can get to it. We did that. We did that. Prior to the end of the year, and then again at the beginning of the year, so we could get 40 of our 50. We typically keep 50 in emergency fund. We did 40 of that. And then I'm going to do some LLCs. So you can do LLCs. You do LLCs. You can do trusts. Uh, if you're getting a refund on your tax return, you can allocate it towards up to 5000 in I-bonds per tax return, not per person. Very nice. So The world of I-bonds. Yeah. The funny thing about the tax returns is they will send you paper I-bonds, which then you have to go... Uh, send to the like to the treasury. Oh boy! So because they can't like credit your electronic account via the IRS. Ooh. All right, it's painful. Well, let's wrap it up. Excellent commentary. Uh, there's just a world of knowledge to be had here in the I bond world. It's riveting, riveting savings bonds. All right, great question. Thank you so much for that. We'll send you a twenty five dollar Amazon gift card. Really simple. It comes to your email, then you click and you use it. It's amazing how that works. Uh, Remember, friends, the secret to wealth is pretty darn simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest. Do so for a very long time. Make it a great one.
Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.